Hey, Bill and Gunner, welcome to Black Law Tribal Edition. Murumu here with you today on this wonderful, uh, beautiful day. And uh, wherever you're listening to this program, uh, we, we hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you to the Edenji Broadcast Service and our friends at Bumbabit Premier at 98.7 FM. If you're listening to this inside the Commonwealth of Australia, it's via the National Indigenous Radio Service. Black Law Tribal Edition. Uh, I've got a, a full packed uh, lineup today. We have the Home Affairs Minister, the Honourable uh, Darragan Lima. Uh, we also have the Honourable Minister for Education, uh, Yurilam Gorminya, uh, the Attorney General, uh, Ganyara of Yalmabara. Chief Superintendent of Police, uh, Matthew Bilbra, and uh, unfortunately, uh, our police minister is uh, out of uh, on uh, Jagarak uh, Nation country uh, down south, and he's uh, wasn't available today. But it was all about the law uh, this week, and uh, as uh, happened last year at this time, the opening of the law season here in the city of Gimoy, and uh, with all the uh, the fanfare and. Uh, Glitterati and paparazzi. Uh, it was very exciting. And um, Ganyara, I'll start with you in terms of the acknowledgement of the two different law systems. Obviously, the Chief Minister spoke uh, and um, about the uh, how the Australian law was a derivative of British law, and talks about the, the Lord Halsbury's uh, laws of England and, and things like that. But uh, also, it was interesting that the 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 men and women that act inside the Australian realm were, were talking about the Yadinji law they've got no other choice but to recognise it and talk about it. That's the problem. With the coming back of the Yadinji government and its um, organs, uh, they, can't, they can't escape it now. They, they can't get away from it. The, like, for example, when the Yadinji created the police force back in 2015, you know, with, with those people coming back with the power to enforce law upon the Yadinji country, you know, and I mean within the territory, who, 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 who are their police? You know, the Queensland police, the federal police, who are they? Who are they to be on our territory telling us what laws are going to be enforced, uh, how, what authority is going to be there? Because...
Hey, Bill and Gunnar, welcome to Blackboard Tribal Edition. Morning, here with you today uh, on the uh, Uninja Broadcast Service. And a uh, very big hello to you wherever you are listening to this show. If you're listening to it on the Uninja Territory, welcome. And if you're listening inside of Australia, it's probably via the National Indigenous Radio Service, which is. Um, Connected through Bumabipra, which is 98.7 FM on the local dial here in the city of Gimoy, or Cairns, if you want to call it. Cairns, you can too. Um, but anyway, uh, I've got uh, Urilum and Ganyara here, and after a big uh, week last week, I think a lot of people were quite impressed, to say the least, about the Udinji's, um advancement and the ceremony at the court season, uh, the law, opening of the law season, rather, at the Banagabumba, the Yudinji courthouse. So I think it's a very exciting time. But we're not resting there. We're going to move forward. And um, Ganyara, I think it's... Uh, uh, it's just another feather in the cap of the Indian nation. Oh, look, it really is. And, and you know, this is just to let the world know we're, we're, uh, we're advancing with or without Australia, without the Commonwealth of Australia. It's up to them to want to join in with us, you know. It's not the other way around. So if they don't want to participate in, you know, the, the correct rule of law on, on country here, um, you know, so be it. They're going to show their hand and, you know, there may be other alternatives out there, you know, maybe... For example, the United States of America or the People's Republic of China or the, you know, Venezuelans or the Russian, we don't know. So, you know, it's up to Australia. We're, we're leading the way. We're showing the way. We're going to advance all our institutions, the whole box and dice. And if, if Australia wants to take part in that, they can do so through a formal agreement or a treaty. You know, it's very, very simple in life, this. It's not we don't want a voice at their, at their table. We're not going to be, you know, relying on some perceived, I suppose, uh, voice to the government that's going to change lives meaningfully for the Aboriginal people. Um, we're going we're gonna to meaningfully change our life, ourselves. And this is what's so important. It's all about education. Now, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Euron, but I know you've been pretty full on educating our people, but also educating Australians, and are our people really taken to it? Well, the, the difference for someone who's walked in and understood what the uh, Udinji government represents, um, certainly the, the light of freedom shines out very strong. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's being understood. It is simple to understand. And uh, yet, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest challenges and one of the bi- worst aspects of the colonisation is the introduction of the love of ease. You know, this is, this is a disease that, that is uh, rampant. They talk about monkeypox monkey and COVIDs and all this sort of thing. And yet one of the greatest destroying factors that we have in our, uh, in our nation here in Yudinji, as well as the continent that is called Australia, is lack of action. And that's, it, it doesn't discriminate. Whatever your skin colour is, it doesn't matter. But you have to be able to have the willpower to get up and take some action. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what Yudinji has done, you know. It's... It, it, this has not been an easy road to go down, I can assure you now. Although we've made it easier for up-and-coming or following nations, um, we've had to break new ground all the way. So, yes, it is a hard road to hoe. Uh, but it is the only one that I can see where the Indigenous people, the, the rightful owners of the place, can have any rightful say over their lands, territories, resources, whatever goes on in their world. And that's simply by understanding what the UN Declaration of Rights for Indigenous People state they have a right to self-government, to the right to autonomy, to the right to take part in the life of the state if they so choose. You know, and they can't be forced to take part in Australia. Uh, it's all written out there for people to understand. But as you said, it's easy just to, to say, look, just give me some uh, handout money, some welfare money, and I'll just, just I'll roll over and lay down and die, you know, which is not the right thing. The old people, the old people resisted colonisation as long as they could. Um, but they were just forced off their land just by absolute sheer might, brute force. You know, the, the savagery of the, the colonial world, you know, it was put terror into people, struck them with terror, um, which was one of the first governors of New South Wales, the colony of New South Wales, said strike terror into those people. Um, and they did that, you know. It was, it was a pretty gruesome sort of time. So you can't blame the people now for being held down or, or feeling suppressed, but you don't let that hold you down forever. You've got to stand up and really start to be cowed and start to do your thing, you know, and it's all out there for you. So it is a hard road, um, but it has to be done. Yeah, it does have to be done. And, you know, I'm just going to go and read through some of the news headlines from the last week. 
It is hard work, but I'll tell you what, just reading the stuff is very difficult. Uh, this is off the Guardian newspaper website. Here's some of the news headlines. Federal government accused of railroading traditional custodians over Burrup Peninsula rock art site. Okay? So, it's land management issues. Um, I can't see any other option but the nations to go back to their true and correct capacity to take care of business. Here's another one. Sitting in a park, riding a bike, COVID fines in New South Wales riddled with problems, legal centre say. Okay? Indigenous death in New South Wales jail from ear infection. The result of system, systemic failures. Coroner. Okay. We're going to... Um, Northern Territory Minister says deaths of Indigenous women and baby should have been all over the news. Another one. Police officer laughs and uses expletive to describe missing Aboriginal men in video shown at inquest. A body cam footage played in court shows constable saying F this little C during initial search for a man who drowned in New South Wales River. Yep. That's pretty morbid stuff, guys. And that's been happening for decades and since day dot. Labor pledges $4 million for our Aboriginal families affected by the Eupla funeral fund collapse. That guy has got a massive yacht and it's in Vanuatu apparently. Another, another news headline. Indigenous Australians losing driver's licences uh, and facing crushing debts over New South Wales COVID fines, lawyers say. So... I'm saying is that it's a pretty pretty rough road there so what have you got to lose what have you got to gain is the question and um, people keep thinking that they're going to change within the system I'll tell you now <coughs> I've been in the belly of the beast down there and I'm a survivor I'm a survivor of the beast and I'm a survivor of COVID so I've got, I've got right to say this that you have a snowflake's hell in cha a chance in hell of changing the system. And if you're with the black elite, you're either kidding yourselves or you love money more than anything else or you're there to deliberately railroad people and keep them all locked in. And I say that because it's one of those things that it's time to speak up now. If, if you're in a, a, a leadership position inside the Commonwealth of Australia and you're not seriously considering what the Energy Nation's done, then I'm sorry. And if you know about this and what we're doing, you've got really no leg to stand on. Oh, no, you can't say that. You can't. No, 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 no. We can say it because you should know better now. We've been doing this for 10 years. We've been kicking goals left, right and centre. It's getting better. We've got our own police. We've got our own courts. And everyone's saying, oh, wow, this is amazing. Well, guess what? You can do it too. It just needs a bit of elbow grease. And that's what's going on. Don't get sidetracked, guys, by the money or the, 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 the bling or promises by politicians who may not have interests at all. Uh, your interests at heart, you know what I mean? So you've got to have a look at this. Prove us wrong or just, you know, keep going down that track. But at the end of the day, there's no more excuses, I reckon. Yeah, those days are long gone. Look, they're all going on about this this voice, the so-called voice to Parliament. And as it's been said by the constitutional experts, it is a nothing. A voice to Parliament means it's a toy telephone. This is where the, the I suppose, the black elite uh, are dragging, you know, the Pied Pipers are dragging the Indigenous people away without explaining to them exactly what the voice is going to achieve. Will, will a voice to Parliament... You know, cure any of what we what the headlines that you said there. How will a voice to Parliament do anything? And as they correctly say, the the government can hear, but they don't have to listen. You know, they don't have to they don't have to listen to what you're saying. They already do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're absolutely right. They do that now, and it's just the same simple thing. Kick the can further down the road. I think the the hope is that as they kick it further down the road more of the law dies off. The coexisting law, the one that they talk about in the Uluru Statement from the Heart, they said the sovereignty of the Indigenous nations coexists with that of the Commonwealth of Australia. It's not found within. 
within the Commonwealth of Australia. It can't be. No, there's no such thing as domestic sovereignty. Um, that, that's just a falsehood. It's a, a false statement because it's, it won't be acknowledging nations in their true capacity, like the Yidinji nation, for example. It won't be acknowledging true authority like the Yidinji nation possess, you know, the laws, the ability to enforce law, the ability to create a police force. There's none of that inside, if you want to call it domestic sovereignty, inside Australia. There's absolute rot. Um, the the state-based treaties. Once again, a constitutional expert said these are nothings. These mean nothing. They will do nothing. They can't do anything. Because if it's going against the Commonwealth of Australia, they, the Commonwealth of Australia can just override them straight away. So what's the good of them if, if a government can do that? And they're not treaties, as you said. These are not treaties in the true sense of the word. So the voice to parliament won't work. Attic never work. Native title doesn't work. Illuas don't work. You know, PBCs don't work. Everyone's still fighting and arguing over stuff. So it's not working, quite obviously. You know, I'm not very bright with this, but if it doesn't work, stop doing it. You know, you go and do something different. And the only thing that's been different so far, and it was actually said by Linda Burney going back a few years, I think probably seven or eight years ago, when she visited country and actually got a visa to be here, she said the Yidinji way is something different. It really is something different. Um, so that there really means something, and that it's just not the same old, same old going down this road again. I think it was uh, one of the... I think it was Scullion, or Senator Scullion at the time, said the Yidinji Nation is the only one that's not being funded by the Commonwealth of Australia. You know, think about that. They're not putting one penny into this. This is the Yidinji Nation doing it on its own back. You know? Think about what we're doing. It, it's, it's a hard road, but it has to be done because this is where the sovereignty is outside of Australia. And, you know, what, what's the alternative? Because the Commonwealth of Australia wants you to stay an Australian citizen only. Therefore, they have full control of your lands. So is there another option? <laughs> you know, is there really? Like, why would you want that? You know, false, false control through all of those, those documents, illegals, etc. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, you, you, we can say it's your land, but you can't do this on it, you can't do that on it. So how, how is that something worth staying within? Keep your Australian citizenship? Sure, why not? But create your own, the true and correct one. Oh, look, as you said there with regards, you know, the, the illegals native title and that, actually, people don't realise that when you go and apply for a native title, I think it's, it's uh, Section Q or P or P or Q, somewhere there, they say you won't get native title granted if you claim the oil and gas reserves in your land. <laughs> now, hang on a sec. Isn't that your resources? But read, read the application. It actually says that there. You can't get a native title grant if you want to claim your resources. Think about what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, some breadcrumbs. <clears throat> That's what you're going to get out of it. But anyway, uh, I think it's really important um, that the Yidinji Way is, is here to look after all those institutions that we just talked about. But it will guarantee that those institutions don't go belly up. Uh, for example, PPCs and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't mind that, uh, having the PPCs on the Yidinji Territory, but it can't talk for Yidinji. Uh, and that's the thing, because that, they can only talk for uh, Australia, because that's the law that it's uh, created under. So um, it will be good to have Yidinji men and women uh, floating in between those jurisdictions to work on both sides to make sure that the interests of the Yidinji nation are absolutely first and foremost priority. And um, that's the difference. Um, we're not saying that those things are, are all bad, but... Uh, what we're saying is you can't solely rely on the Commonwealth to give you remedy. You've got to go back to your law, you've got to set up your institutions and, in a strange way, look after the Commonwealth because it's your property. Uh, and I can't see any other way of doing that. Now, we're getting international uh, delegates here into this room asking us how we can work better together. And they're not yet ingy and they're not tribal. So there are other... <clears throat> representatives, let's say, um, that are looking for a far more safe and secure way of operating on our territory without offending the Yidinji tribe and breaking the laws of the Yidinji uh, nation through its government. So I think it's, it's really important uh, not to get too um, fixated on the trinkets and the, the football and meat pies that Australians usually go goo over because bread and circus was one way 
to control, uh, uh, let's say, a society. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Football's great. It's good for exercise. It's good to have competitive nature. Um, but not to the detriment of your inheritance and of your children's children's inheritance. We'll go back to what the constitutional expert said about the, the, the treaties and stuff they're offering. You know, never had, what did he say? Never has there been a blunder axe or Gordia beads being on offer. I understand what he's saying there. They're offering rubbish for control of your territory and land. They're offering you this false promise that if you stay within Australia, you're going to get some control like that over in the um, northwest of West Australia there, the gas area where they're coming ashore. They don't care about your rock art. They really don't care. It's not of no value to the Commonwealth of Australia. So why should they care about your stuff? The only people who care about your stuff is your nation. Who cares about our stuff here? Our nation. You know, we can't speak for over there, but we're saying, look, look at it like this. They're, they're over there destroying all your asset, but why are you staying with Australia? It's because you don't know or there's black leaders that are, that are trying to control and manipulate you to stay within Australia for a reason, and they get paid handsomely for that. You know, but really this is about trying to ensure the, the future for the Commonwealth of Australia as well, not only the, the Yudinji uh, nation or the Indigenous nations, but what would happen if someone like China, for example, come along, the People's Republic of China come along and said, we'll offer you a great deal if you will cede some of your authority, some of your sovereignty, so we can administer your territory for us and, and put a military base, for example, on the Yudinji territory. Think about that. I'm not saying we're in negotiation with or with, uh, with China or not. I can't confirm or deny that. We're not. But what would happen if that was the case? Just think about the consequences for Australia. I, I can categorically uh, neither confirm or, or deny uh, that outrageous suggestion. Um, but, yeah, anyway, um, the rice came from here. All I can say is that Yeninji has its own rice. So that wouldn't be part of any deal in the future. But I think it's really important. Um, there's a lot of good mob here uh, that in the Australian realm or the Queensland realm, if you want to call it that, that support Udinji 100%. And this is not aimed at you, obviously. Um, but there are a handful of people that are trying to undermine their own mob. And, and, and that's really sad. Um, I'm not going to name names, but you probably guess who they are. Uh, but, you know, that's their choice. That's their path. Uh, and, you know, fair enough. If that's what they think is best, then so be it. But I can tell you now, there is another way, and that's the Yudinji way. It's the way of the elders. You know, everyone thinks that Ganyara and myself and whoever else is involved with it just started this up out of our own, you know, minds. No. The Yudinji elders set this up before I got involved. I was trying to come lately. But I can talk. I'm not afraid to talk. That's why you're listening. That's why you're listening to Ganyara Yulam and everyone else, because that was my job, and is my job today as Foreign Affairs Minister, to tell the world about Yudinji. Yudinji is back. And we're going to build back better our way, the Yudinji way. Not your way, not the Queen's way, not the King's way, not the Commonwealth's way, not whoever else's way. It's Yudinji's way. And that's all we can do uh, under the guidance of the, the elders and everyone else. So this is not to, to destroy the law, but to come, we come here to fulfil the law because it's coming back to the kingdom principles now about this is a royal estate. This is, this is made by the creator. And this particular parcels of land here have certain names that it come from language and law that is foreign to English or foreign to Britain, for example, or foreign to Australia. That's the one we're talking about. It really is. Look, you know, um, I could say stay within Australia if you want. But there is, you know, Australia is, is party to the World Economic Forum. Um, you know, there, there are quite a number of people that are, that are part of the Commonwealth of Australia that believe or subscribe in what the World Economic Forum stands for. And one of, the, one of the things is, as they say there, by 2030 you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. If you want to stay within Australia, you know, don't become an owner of your own land, as they say in native title. You own this land pursuant to your law. Stay within the Australian world where you own nothing. Just think about what's being said in the global agenda now. So Yudinji is saying, well, look, you know, we are the true owners and we're going to start to act like the owners and we are doing the things that, that, that show ownership. You know, it's, it's, 
we don't have to use brute force and military might to, to show ownership. All we've got to do is start to show leadership and start to use the pen, which they can't escape from. You, know? you, you may be able to duck, duck and dodge bullets, but you can't escape the Yidinji pen. That's right. And, you know, uh, we need new pens here, by the way. If you want to donate some pens, come to the office. <laughs> we'll try. Anyway, are you listening to Blackwell Tribal Edition? We love you. And um, we're just uh, fired up today uh, because we want to see this continent absolutely change for the better. We'll be back after the break. We hit the streets, begging for the people to see what I lie for, but they don't want to believe. Claiming all lives matter, but you ain't at the rally. I stand on the shoulders of the fan that come before me just the same as you, fan. So what you doing with the fact that you inherited, disinheritance, took the privilege, y'all took the wealth, took the lives of innocent boys and girls, still denying our experience, made to fail lesser. I work with these kids and they telling me they fed up. I'm working with these white folk who know enough for better. I'm working with the government, another pet, maybe new day, same bitch. Nothing changed, we afraid. We glorifying mediocrity up to this day. Let's be real about it. And maybe then we can transform this country. You're the pain for my great grandmama, for my nana, for my cousins, for my sisters and my mama, for our brothers up in luck, for these white folk who's sick and confused, and for these pleas who's sick enough to cheat us the way that they do it, for these politicians who forgot about what it means to operate from a place of humanity. Look, forget the pride and self-righteousness. This is gonna take a whole lot more than your good intent. Come on, let's go. If only you could see what this all means. Let's talk about it. Look, we sacrifice another black voice. Why? Just to prove another white point. Right. I will stand for the justice. I'll tell you what the problem. This is not a problem. This is catastrophic. Mama didn't raise me. Become complacent. Now she showed me love and her heart is so amazing. So I'ma push it forward. Praying for the fallen. Dreaming of the day we can look it in the face and that walk on by for the lies that they preach us. The violence, silent agreements, the pride and deceit. Our willingness to believe for the nightmare. That this down dear to my dream and I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. The better ways of a better day and some change that ain't gonna take another couple hundred years now, friend. We push above where we are. It ain't hard if we all get the courage to get. Up and get involved with it, let it, let it love it more. If only you could see what this all means. Black life matters. If only you could see what you're doing to me. Let's talk about it.
Yeah, welcome back to the show. Hey, look, um, for the last couple of years, we ran a series called the Doctrine of Discovery series, uh, looking at, I guess, native mob from over that way, about how they saw the um, the expansion of, uh, of, of uh, I guess, the Europeans on their territory and elsewhere around the, the, the globe. And um, <clears throat> we'll talk a little bit about the Doctrine of Discovery soon from a uh, legal point of view. I think Gignara's got some good points there, but old mate uh, Pope Francis uh, is set to apologise for abuse of Canadian Indigenous people mm. in Christian schools. Why not just Indigenous people in general? No, Canadian Indigenous people. Okay. This is the, le- uh, the article from the ABC. Pope Francis is expected to apologise to Canada's Indigenous people this week for missionaries' abuse at state-funded Christian schools. His historic visit to Canada is considered a key step in the Catholic Church's efforts to reconcile with Native communities and help them heal from generations of trauma. This is what Pope Francis said. Penitential voyage... uh, It was a penitential voyage... And he urged prayers in particular for elderly people and grandparents. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Canada's first Indigenous Governor-General, Mary Simon, also welcomed Pope Francis to Alberta. That was on the weekend. He will meet with survivors. And um, anyway, I think he might have already apologised, but this is... um, We'll see how we go. Now, this stems from a 2015 Truth Commission... Uh, sound familiar? A truth commission uh, that um, call on the, uh, uh, the the Vatican to apologise to a number of First Nations people inside Canada. So the Canadian government has admitted that obviously a lot of physical and sexual abuse was rampant. The same was here, New Zealand, everywhere else. They all did it. There's a great movie called the The Map of the Human Heart uh, from over that way. It's a very old film, but if you can watch it, it's very good. And um, it talks about all the um, the abuse and, and things like that. But uh, Ganyara, obviously, um, Roman Catholicism has a lot to answer for. All religions have a lot to answer for, uh, if you want to put it that way. Um, you know, the, the Crusades, the fighting, the, the argument that went on over trying to do one religion, trying to destroy another religion. It's just belief in your mind. Um, yet the indigenous people here on this great continent, there was never such conflict and argument going on, you know, because it was just a general belief in the creator, the maker of the world. Um, so they were all linked together. But, you know, what happened when the colonial world went into somewhere like Canada? Um, the, the colonial world moved in. They were brutal, absolutely brutal, evil, and, and you know, you couldn't put it another way other than just nearly criminal. They went in there and enforced their rubbish, their belief upon the Indigenous people that have been there forever and a day. And the Doctrine of Discovery, as you mentioned there earlier in that article, was only between the European nations. It it had nothing to do with the Indigenous nations. It didn't change sovereignty over. It done absolutely nothing to transfer sovereignty from the Indigenous people to the Europeans. What it was was an agreement between European nations that whoever found a place first had the first crack of the whip to deal with the natives, to deal with the indigenous people, to try and negotiate something, or if the land was unoccupied, um, you know, they had the first, they put their flag up first, that was the belief that, you know, Portugal, Spain, French, the Dutch, the British, the Germans would all recognise that, okay, you were there first, you can put your flag up, you can build a nation there. But all these continents were all occupied, they already had had these numerous nations on them, you know, the, these, these indigenous nations that were there from time memorial. So the doctrine of discovery did not transfer sovereignty. And that was in a legal case, uh, what was it, Worcester versus Georgia, I think, if I can remember right. And that was clearly stated in there, that doctrine of discovery done nothing to transfer sovereignty. So the indigenous nations still retain all their sovereignty uh, if they want to. And, you know, so the, so the colonial world moved in through brute force, put people into missions, put them into these schools, whatever, uh, put them into religious... Um, they, they used the, the, the... I suppose the, the colonial world used the, the thing of 
religion and we will have you converted, you know. Uh, as it is said there, uh, when the colonial world come, they come with their Bible in their hand and the indigenous people had the land in their hand. After about six months, the, the indigenous people had the Bible in their hand and the colonial government had the land in their hands. You know, it was a swap over for this. But they use religion as the front, I suppose, to get people herded into places called missions. And I, I'll call them missions. They're not, they're not communities anymore. Uh, like Yarrabah, for example, in, in Yudinzi country, that's a mission. There's numerous tribes in there that are jammed in there against tribal protocols and laws. It still creates fights and arguments to, the, to this very day. They're still fighting over, you shouldn't be on my country, you shouldn't be here, you should be back on your country. That's, this was part of the general plan, was to get people under the guise of religion to go down and fight and argue amongst themselves while you're busy arguing or fighting over who's on whose land, the government controls your land. You know, they, they take ownership of it. So the Pope should be offering more than an apology because it was not only just the taking of the land, then there was the, the genocide, the, the forced um, removal of the children, the, the stolen wages. And this is all in the disguise of the guise of religion. What did the Aboriginal people get out of that? So the, the, the Roman Catholics were just as brutal as the colonial world, you know, the colonial governments, the, the Protestant governments, the whatever you want to call it, they were brutal. And, you know, they weren't doing God's work. They were taking charge of the world under the guise of religion. Well, yes, and, uh, you know, I think it's very important uh, to comprehend and know that, you know, like over that way, you mentioned Yarrabah, like there's royal societies there, and there still are today. You know, and they know who I'm talking about. You know, those families there know who I'm talking about. And uh, so this is a very important thing now that religion is, 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 is poison if it goes against its very intention. And, uh, you know, we always talk about the Holy Spirit, but if you're doing it other way, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, that the Pope is the Antichrist or anything like that, but, you know, other leaders have. Martin Luther and uh, former US presidents have, but that's not, that's not me saying that. But you just got to, by their fruits you shall know them, it says in the Holy Scriptures, you know. And if people are going around and, and saying that they are, uh, you know, God's chosen people and start smiting everyone and chopping their heads off and putting them on stakes at Skeleton Creek... You know, what kind of barbarism is that? What kind of God they serving? There is one called the destroyer in the Holy Scriptures. That's Satan. He's the destroyer, the father of lies. And uh, so that's all I've got to say on that. But we know who made this place. We know who made our bodies. And uh, that's the one we serve. Okay? So, yes, this papal apology is, uh, you know, probably uh, long overdue. And uh, they might want to say sorry pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, I've noticed that people have said sorry before. In 2008, Kevin Rudd said sorry. And they're still taking children away. Wake up. Now, Yurulam, you, you answer this question. You know, I, I see you're awake. Um, if you're saying sorry, if you want to apologise for something, why are you apologising if you've done nothing wrong? You know... Have they? Why are they apologising for nothing? Well, you know, it's um, it's not nothing. You know, they may not be the perpetrators of what they're saying sorry for, but they are taking advantage uh, of the fruits of that wrong that was was perpetrated that long ago. You know, and you know, it's not as if it suddenly was something that was done and hasn't continued to be done. So you know, uh, it's it's something whether you have the the moral integrity to stand up for what is right, and you know that this is one of the the strongest aspects you know of cultural values is you know justice. You know, it's very simple. It's it you can feel it in your gut. You know if it's right or wrong, and uh, you know that's probably one of the world's greatest problems at the moment is their, their, their guts aren't working properly. You know, they're not listening to what what it's telling them. So what you're saying is they're apologising for something they've done wrong. So are, are, are the Australians or the Canadian people saying, hey, what did we do wrong? 
Is anyone asking that question? What was the wrong that was done that they're trying to apologise for? And has that wrong been settled? You know, just by a simple apology, you know, um, we, we, can, we can forgive them for what they've done, but we can't forget what they've done. But do remember, though, um, you still have your own law there uh, outside in the, in the other world. Yeah, I think it's really important to, um, you know, uh, when, when you're talking about these principles and, and, and um, you know, it, it, everyone falls short of the glory of God, as is in the, in the Bible, so everyone makes mistakes. But, you know, how many mistakes are you going to make when you keep repeating them over and over again? And uh, like I said, it's about, um, you know, you break, you break one command, you break them all, and stealing and murder and... And all these other things, it's just I don't know how many who's who's writing it down, but there'll be a, a, a list ten. I don't know how long you know to go, but there has to be this new change, and it's coming. And the tribal nations on this continent, I can only say this, and if you have ears, then 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 listen. You're going to have to do it yourself. You can't rely on someone else to do it for you. And the world is ever-changing. And soon, I tell you now, from what I know, it's going to change very quick and you might not like it. So it's time to get involved, have those conversations with your mob. We can help you set up those things. We can tell you why we did it this way and how we did it. And, And... you know, that's out of love from us here. I'm talking about that kind of stuff now, where this isn't about us getting on our high and mighty horse, saying we're sovereign and you're not. No, this is about everyone having a, a, a fair go and going back to the original law of this continent. Oh, it really is. And, you know, um, if, you, if you're going to say sorry for something, you don't do it again. If you're going to be genuinely sorry for doing, a, for, for doing something like what they've done, you know, the religious... Uh, belief is that if you are sorry, show it by being sorry and not doing the, the mistake again. But it just goes on and on. The, the, the thing just keeps rolling on. The, the apology, like the, you know, the one back in 2008 there when Kev said sorry to the world, you know, to the Indigenous peoples, nothing changed, did it? You know, so will the voice to Parliament change anything? It can't, because the 3% Indigenous Australians cannot overrule the 97% rest of the Australians, the white Australians, it can't. Just think about what a democracy is. The only answer you have, and the only way out for this, is to go back to your original law, the one that the Uluru Statement said, that coexists with that of the Australian Crown. You go back to there and take charge of your country. You know, that, that's why the Udinji has the ability to bring about all its dispute resolution courts, if you want to put it that way. Now, its systems are there now being rebuilt. This is where the Udinji court is deadly serious. Don't, don't, don't think it's some little game we're playing. It's not. There will be things like contempt of court. If you don't, you know, if you're summoned into a court, don't take it lightly. Don't take it as a game. Be deadly serious about it because it's there for a reason. It's to, it's to sort out the dispute. You know, Australian courts are Australians' point of view. That's all they are. Our courts are our point of view. But the, the, the big difference is our law has been acknowledged by their courts as being the first-in-time law that's still here today. So our courts do hold precedence over all the Australian courts, including the Australian High Court. Think about what I'm saying here. Our police have the power over all police upon the territory of the Yurindji nation. That includes the Australian Federal Police, Australian Queensland Police, or Queensland Police. Think about what we're saying. How do we make that statement? That's a pretty big statement. But Australia used the very maximum law themselves to all the boat people that come into the uh, territory of the, or the so-called territory of the Commonwealth of Australia. So when they come in, you're subjecting yourself to Australian law? Now, who's upon whose territory here? Is the Yudinji nation trespassing or intruding upon the Commonwealth of Australia? Or is it the other way? Is the Commonwealth of Australia uh, intruding upon the territory of the Yudinji nation? Because the Uluru Statement from the Hearts makes it very clear. One was here first by roughly 60,000 years, and they're still here today, and their laws and authority have not been ceded nor extinguished by that of the Commonwealth of Australia or the British colonial world, come to mention that, that our law is still here. That's our sovereignty, the one that they talk about. And the Yudinji government is created pursuant to that sovereignty with the deal of, with the, uh, I suppose, the prospect of settling the past and securing the future for everyone on the Yudinji territory. 
come out of her, my people, it says. You know, if you're living in confusion and slavery and you're feeling like the whole world is just on your shoulders, then this is maybe a way out for you. I can tell you now. It certainly was for me. So, anyway, you're listening to Blackboard Tribal Edition right across the planet today, thanks to the Energy Broadcast Service and our friends at BBM 98.7 FM. We'll be back after the break. Yes, welcome back to the show. Uh, final uh, words from our uh, our panelists. Uh, Ganyara, you go first. Look, understand who you are and what you are. This is the big thing. Understand that what the Uluru statement said is put out by the Australian constitutional experts, not us. You know, we don't have to be rocket scientists to know that our sovereignty hasn't gone away. They are recognising that it's still here, and we just start to exercise it in accord with the Article of the UN Declaration, to which Australia became a participant. You know, they supported back in two thousand and nine. So to go against us would be to go against Australia because we're trying to shore up the, the future for Australia. Uh, possibly they, they may not want it. There may be other nations that, that do want it. Um, so understand what's going on in the, big, in the big picture of things. The geopolitical world is changing quite rapidly out there. And how do we ensure our national security, our, the national security of Australia, for example, if we don't start doing this? It's just not who you are and what your aim is and what your agenda is. And that is to bring back the law, the true correct law for here, that will ensure that no one can get in between the Yidinji nation here and, and the Commonwealth of Australia, for example. But it's up to the Australians to want to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a strange world we live in. I, I, my heart saddens with my own children, you know, moving forward, what it looks like, some of the crazy rules and regulations and mandates and all these sorts of things that are brought in. And you wonder where it's all going to. So if the insanity, as Ganyara said before, you know, if, if something's not working, why do you keep doing it? 
and you know the, the current system, social system of you know governments and eco economics, and uh, is really one that doesn't favour humanity. It favours a few greedy people, and that's about it. And you know, the, the the sheep who are you know have their eyes closed or wool in their ears or just following along. Um, uh, is not going to resolve it. It's, it's up to, yeah, in this case, on our continent, the first people of this continent to take their lands back and uh, have their culture the way to lead forward. Yes, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the boss. And that's uh, Guy Avara speaking then uh, when he says that. So... Anyway, you're listening to Black Law Tribal Edition. We'll catch you next week. May God's peace be upon you. Wherever you are listening to the show, my voice is uh, a bit croaky. Uh, I've been uh, yelling at this computer screen here uh, too, too much, trying to type fast. But anyway, uh, in the name of Yeshua Hamashek, we'll catch you next week. You take care.